welcome to the Marvelous Miss Maisie. My name is Maisie Laud. My name is Tim Bridge. And this How's week it going, we're, Maisie? I'm good. We're <laughs> going to talk about Thor 2 this week. And we have a very special guest. We have Natalie Miller here from the Vermont Comedy Club. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being our first guest on the pod. First one. First time. Wow. I know. <laughs> Honored. Feel special. All right, uh, so we we did Thor The Dark World last week. We covered Iron Man 3. Maisie, I just want to uh, right up top just kind of gauge what your anticipations were for this. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't really. Two? Yeah. I kind of expected Thor 1. Like I just kind of expected that I was going to watch the same movie over again. And, and for a movie that was two hours, I both have like so many things to say and yet nothing at all. Do you know what I mean? This movie kind of <laughs> yeah. sucked. Precisely. Yes. Uh, this movie is the lowest rated film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Rotten Tomatoes. Of all with, time. With a I was stunning 66%. Bring, yeah. I was going to bring up, um, Tim, I just, when you asked me to do this, um, <laughs> you do understand I'm busy, right? I'm like a busy, <laughs> I'm a busy woman. <laughs> yes. No, precisely. I watched this movie last night late yep. at night and mm -hmm. i was like this i could be asleep right now <laughs> i fell asleep watching this movie last night and had to finish it this morning i had to watch it mm -hmm. in two parts as well uh <laughs> that was more that was more a time management thing but mm -hmm. natalie uh, just before we talk in specifics about how much this movie sucks could we you give us sort of a your marvel journey since this is a podcast where i know a lot about it Maisie doesn't know anything about it what is, what is your relationship with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? We've seen two uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in theaters together. Together, yeah. yeah. I, I would say I've seen most of the movies, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't, would I say I know a lot about the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No, but at the same time, if you asked me stuff, I might. But I don't, I'm not, I didn't, I don't like delve deep. You know no. what I'm saying? I've watched the movies. But if you're like, oh, this Easter egg? No, I don't fucking know. You're not, I don't... A, com not a completionist? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. But I've seen, you know, I've seen all the hits. I've seen the greatest hits. And I've watched the TVs too. The 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 WandaVision, mm -hmm. the, the things like that. Yeah, cool. This uh, is, what is this, number seven or eight? This in is our... number eight. This is number eight. This is the eighth right. film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the second film in phase two. And yeah, I want to talk a little bit about, before we dive into the plot, I want to talk a little bit about the making of this movie, because the more that I read up on how this movie was made, the more I was glad that we have Natalie on the podcast today. And we're on Zoom right now, and if I, if I could uh, just... If I could just take a screenshot of everyone's faces right now as we're recording this, Natalie's just like, what are we going to talk about? I myself <laughs> have just like, okay, what do you got planned for us, Tim? Did you, did you, did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> take the shot, take the shot, take the shot. Uh, this movie is directed by Alan Taylor. Alan Taylor, most notably known for uh, directing a fair amount of the more popular, more epic episodes of Game of Thrones. Uh. But he was not... So you kind of get that vibe. You definitely get that it's vibe, and they were definitely trying to go energy. for that vibe. Especially with the elven braids. Lots of <laughs> elven braids. Yeah, the elf, the, uh, it, uh, <laughs> see, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I just read the mm -hmm. books. Oh. I'm Nerd. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> no, because I can't, I can't watch. Books. I can't, yeah. I can't watch super violent stuff. For sure even if it's fantasy, but uh, the it, it was like, yes to Game of Thrones and also like Lord of the Ringsy kind of like, like the 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 dark Harry Potter, like those, that vibe. But it's, a, but it's all like a knockoff. It's none of it feels genuine. It no. all just feels like an imitation of better uh, work. Um, yeah. I think it's called a money grab. I think money that's grab. I, yeah. yeah. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Well, I want to talk about this. Alan Taylor was the director of this. We talked in the first Thor episode about how Natalie Portman kind of famously, quietly, but openly was not a fan of being in these movies. And one of the stipulations for her to sign on to a second movie 
was that she wanted the director to be female. And they said, sure, and hired Patty Jenkins to direct this film. The first two months of production on this film were directed by Patty Jenkins of who went on to direct Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. And they left the project after two months due to creative differences. At the time, there were a couple articles that were like, Natalie Portman's fucking pissed about it. And we don't really know too much about it until recently during the Wonder Woman 1984 press tour, she got asked about it and she was pretty candid. I have a quote here from director Patty Jenkins. I did not believe that I could make a good movie out of the script that they were planning on doing. I think it would have been a huge deal. It would have looked like it was my fault. It would have looked like, oh my God, this woman directed it and she missed all these things. That was the one time in my career where I really felt like do this with another director and it's not going to be a big deal. And maybe they'll understand it and love it more than I do. You can't do movies you don't believe in. The only reason to do it would be to prove to people that I could but I wouldn't have proved anything if I didn't succeed. I don't Damn. think I would have had gotten another chance. And so I'm super grateful. Yeah, wow. that's uh, that's being a woman in the entertainment industry, right? In that kind of like very male dominated, like if you do something and people, and it's not well received, regardless of whether it's your fault or not. It's on you. It, it's pinned on you. Mm-hmm. And then not only do you not get another chance, but then they're like, oh, well, I guess women can't direct Marvel movies. Yeah, no. You know? And that's, Sucks. that. Wow. they had that, that, that kind of thesis has been throughout a lot of comic book movies. Like the, the uh, there was an Elektra movie with Jennifer Garner in like 2003 that bombed and was really bad. And then, and the lesson that Hollywood took from that is, well, no more lady movies instead of, no, make a good movie. So Patty Jenkins went on to direct Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. And Alan Taylor went on to direct all the Terminator sequels that have come out in the last (laughs) 10 years. So good move, Patty. Keep your patience. Hey, Patty. This is a celebration of Patty and a denigration of Alan Taylor, who did the most meh job directing a movie in the history of ever. I mean, I think though, she was not wrong that it doesn't matter who directed this movie. Yeah. It sucked. I mean, it was gonna suck no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. And she was right to recognize that it would be placed on her unfairly because she's a woman. And so she said, I'm out. Whoever's dog just cried, just, I agree. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I was Tina. Hold on. I'll, I'll get her out of the room. No, you had Tina oh, watching. You just dogs. had her watch. You just had Tina watching Thor the Dark dogs. World. Tina. We love dogs on this podcast. Mine are going to bark yeah. at the mailman in about T minus 28 minutes. Yeah. And we've, Excellent. and I, and I leave that shit in. <laughs> Let's talk about this damn plot. Let's talk about the movie. We'll, we'll go through it. There, there aren't too many new characters. Uh, Christopher Eccleston, 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 I don't know. Uh, he plays Malekith, the Dark Elf. He's most known for playing Doctor Who. I think he was one of the doctors. I think he was the ninth doctor. But other than that, we have basically the same cast as Wait, the first Wait, I'm just realizing now that Doctor Who and Doctor Strange are two different things. Okay, yeah. here we go. There's, there's, there we go. It's going to be we a long got it. We're gonna... I mean. <laughs> we'll try and keep it short because there's not much more to say about this so we'll Dr. Strange the Love is not Dr. Strange and Dr. Shivago no. is not Dr. Strange Love either there's a lot yeah. of actors those are very different Dr. <laughs> Dr. Shivago and Dr. Strange Love <laughs> yeah Great. I'd love to see a mashup of those two movies we need a crossover it's called okay. it's it's called the doctors we're doing a show a movie called the doctors and it's, it's just the doctors. basis of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> it's Grey's Anatomy but with Dr. Zhivago and Dr. Strange and Dr. Strangelove and Dr. Who great eons ago Bor, father of Odin clashes with the dark elf Malekith who seeks to unleash a weapon known as the ether on the nine realms after conquering Malekith's forces including enhanced warriors called the cursed on their homeworld of Svartalfheim Bor safeguards the aether within a stone column unknown to Bor, Malekith and a handful of dark elves escape into suspended animation cold open of the movie 
Elves don't do it for me. I'm gonna be real. Right off the bat, I said, uh, these elves look like the Harry Potter like investment bankers from Gringotts, and I mm. didn't love that. And I don't like elves. I think they're dumb. Yeah, it's pretty boring character design on everything. Thoughts on this cold open, Natalie? It was not, yeah, I mean, every, like you said, it's just like a ripoff of any other movie ever. Like, it very much to me looked like a Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. war shot. And yeah, it's like, can you reimagine anything? It's exactly, it's boring. It's, I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be a long <laughs> night. That's what I, when that was happening, when the opening was happening, I was like, oh, this is, this is already bad. Yeah. And their masks reminded me of Sailor, not Sailor Moon, Spirited Away, the face person. Did you guys feel mm -hmm. yes. that way too? Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. felt that it just made me want, everything that this movie reminded me of made me want to watch the thing it reminded me of in <laughs> yeah. the movie I was watching. This movie is like the basis for all of my, have you seen these other movies? Comments. Like, this is the yeah. one for me to be like, have you seen, I understood that reference because it reminds me of Jim Carrey's The Grinch. I mean, yeah. All right, there we go. <laughs> what were we, what were we, 10 minutes in and we got our Grinch reference? Perfect. <laughs> in present day Asgard, Loki stands imprisoned for his war crimes on Earth. Meanwhile, Thor, alongside the Warriors 3, Fandral, Volsta Volstag, and Hogan, as well as Sif, repel the Marauders on Vanaheim, home of their comrade Hogan. It is the final batter in the battle in the war to pacify the Nine Realms following the reconstruction of the Bifrost, the rainbow bridge between realms, which had been destroyed two years earlier in Thor. We get a little, I kind of like this action scene. You know, if we're gonna, if we're gonna say nice things about the movie, I think that this sort of medieval marauding camp, bunch of heroes smacking people around, I'm, Oh God, there's really nothing good to say. Yeah, honestly, this one kind of oh. just felt like, okay, we're establishing like that stuff's been happening, stuff's going on. I oh, I did realize that in this scene, I realized why I don't like the rainbow bridge. It looks okay. too slippery to me. I just feel like I would fall off. That's why I don't <laughs> like it. Heimdall is running along it and it's he just, Wah! Yeah, and I just, yeah. it reminds me of the, the penguin race from Mario 64. I'm just gonna see Mario and the penguin just scoot right by on the rainbow bridge. Yahoo! <laughs> yeah, I um, again, it's just like tonally. I felt like tonally every scene was different. Like, yeah, and, oh yeah, I know that's 100%. kind of the point, but it's like this is one film, right? <laughs> yeah, like, and the the whole idea of the okay, first of all, the elves. We, can Fuck we just them. agree on the fact that we're in a sci-fi movie? Why do they have to be speaking a different language and have subtitles? Yeah. When it's not a real language. Yeah. They're not speaking a real language. Just have them speak English. Come on. Or we can save some money on the budget with having someone not create the new language. Like, come on. Yeah. Right? Like, give me a break. And then with the, the medieval thing, then it's like, but we are in present day, right? Like, do we, what's the deal? Yeah. Who's Who's got, why aren't you shooting people with guns? Why is yeah. this a sword battle in the yeah. 21st century? Well, and then some of them did have guns. Like some of yeah. them were like, no, I only have swords. And then some of them were like, oh, but here's a giant bazooka. And it's like, this just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, tell this, someone has to tell all of this to Hawk, Hawkeye because Hawk he's boy. like, Hawk boy, because he's back there with, archery lessons and it's like i don't know pal here's an ak-47 that was definitely the feeling in the avengers when you're watching you know iron man flying around oh. blowing up the snake monsters and then you have black widow on the ground with a couple of pistols yeah yeah like, why are we why are we there's a, there's a power imbalance here what are we yeah. doing keep going the Asgardians soon learn that the Convergence, a rare alignment of the Nine Realms, is imminent as the event approaches portals linking worlds appear at random. Mercury's in London, a retrograde. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I got mm -hmm. from that. My crystal friend being like, oh, your Virgo is showing in in the, the uh, Big Dipper land. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's okay that you're acting like an asshole. All the oh, it's the convergence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone yeah. acts like an asshole during the convergence of the nine realms. In London, astrophysicist Jane Foster. Uh, so we, I did. They don't mention this in the Wikipedia article, but we do get a little cameo scene from Chris O'Dowd as yeah. a, as a man on a date with Jane Foster oh, yeah. who is distracted. That felt like a waste. Yeah, yeah kind of forced. 100%. Like yeah. literally, it could have just been a random person. Yeah, or just I was like expect- not at all. I was like, not what at is all. This? Not <laughs> add anything. I feel like the only reason they had that date in was for that one bad, stupid, pointless joke at the end, which was who's whatever the hell is who's so and so, you know, who's so and so. Really, that's the whole reason they had the date because mm-hmm. that cell phone call could have been anyone anybody yeah anybody it's like they just really had to have that like i'm jealous yeah joke which was so dumb did you like chris o'dowd in bridesmaids that was your favorite part of bridesmaids and why everyone saw bridesmaids well we'll put him in thor for a scene no that's is that stupid for him stupid but astrophysicist Jane Foster and her intern Darcy Lewis return of Maisie's <laughs> favorite actor. <laughs> Maisie's favorite actress, Kat Dennings, has an expanded role in this. Do you not movie. like her? I really dislike Kat Dennings. I don't like her either. Yeah. I don't know. And what it's it hard is. because it's it's hard because I am, you know, like I always want to like every female actress, especially if they tend to play like dark, strong characters, but I don't like her. Right. I also really wanted to like her as like a a, a comic relief. And like in some mm-hmm. ways I can see that the way she was written was written by a room full of men. And yes. I like with she oh. I, I I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt for being like a comic like some good comic relief, but it just didn't land for me. Mm-hmm. And for that I hate her. No. Have you already <laughs> talked about fault. WandaVision? You haven't gotten to WandaVision, we have, right? We, yeah, we are a, we're a solid 20 movies away from <laughs> Away. Okay, great. Didn't I mean it's the same character though, okay. but it is the same vibe, which is like oh, this is like a throwaway character that is some kind of like uh they wrote it for the neckbeards to like yes. back off to. Like it was a weird <laughs> Yeah, Honestly, I'm sitting sometimes... here. I'm I'm sitting here a gentleman jacking off to Darcy <laughs> from <laughs> Thor: The Dark World in her heavy overcoat in London. Mmm, that's what gets me going. <laughs> I mean, as long as they have her and they show, uh, what is it, shirtless Thor, then I'm good to go. It's it's all about balance. It's all about it's a trade balance. Trade off. Yeah. You got it. There's a, there's good and there's bad in when a man writes a script. Um, <laughs> the astrophysicist Dr. Jane Foster and her intern Darcy Lewis travel to an abandoned factory where such portals have appeared, disrupting the laws of physics around them. Separating from the group, Foster is teleported to another world where she absorbs the ether. I kind of, I liked this little, this felt like the first scene where there was like a little magic to it, where there was like a couple kids, they go to this factory, they see a couple kids, and then the kids are like, look, you can turn a a thing and you can have, there's like that, that childlike wonder that seems to be missing from a lot of these movies. That scene made me be, felt, was the only time in the movie where I felt some kind of groundedness. Yes, something. Even though it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and we got that with Thor 3, where the, the kid is, like, helping out. Uh, not Thor, Iron not Man Thor 3. 3 yeah. Iron Man 3, yeah. Yeah. The kid has something to do in Iron Man 3. He gets a full yeah. sequence. These kids are just like, look. Whatever. Yeah. Kids. But also, like, sometimes the objects come back and sometimes they don't. Why? That's so <laughs> fucking dumb. That's so yeah. dumb. And Natalie, just, you, you know why? For that cave. That's <laughs> for why. the plot. Yeah. It's a device. Forward. It's a device. It's stupid. Um, I thought when those kids came out, I was like, oh, dope. These are the elves and they've yes. taken on human form and shit's going to go down. And that would have been a way to speed up. Yes. The whole movie. I, I, uh, let's also talk about like 
Yes, I agree. I thought that the the kids had something else other than just being kids hanging out at like a dumpster yeah. yard. But yeah, also, or they're like, like the protectors of the kid in ether thing, or right. whatever. No, they were just fucking kids. Also, if you're gonna call them elves, make them like short garden gnomes. They're not. If they're called <laughs> elves, they have the ears. Yes, but it would be best if they were all elven. Come on, that's what I paid for. <laughs> yeah, go all the way. These are dark elves. You don't understand. They're taller. They, have the word, they are taller. They have the word dark in front of it, so you know that they're evil, and mm-hmm. they want to take over the world. They want. They want it to be dark. That's such a dumb. That's the dumbest. Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. heard a villain. This is the worst villain in the MCU, I think, because there's just nothing. He's just like, I am a dark elf and I will make the world dark with my red goo. Well, he also right. said like that everything, like all the worlds would be destroyed and then it would be darkness. And it's like, but how? Like, And why? It being dark doesn't destroy everything. <laughs> Maybe the moth life. Plant life, eventually. The moths. I think we moths. need to think of the moths. Yeah. Um, we need to think things. of the moth. We have a, like a really mini little version of is this medically possible physics edition here. If she's going into another world, we have to assume that it's the same atmosphere with the same amount of gravitational pull on that world. And I was just mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't know. Also, ether. I know it's spelled with an A, but it's also an anesthetic. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. I that was so annoying where they could have just spelled it ether. It's pronounced yeah. ether. Just spell it ether. It's yeah, okay. We get it. Okay, we get it. we get that this is like, oh, there's a fake language of the elves and all these <laughs> places have like I'm doing air quotes the whole time. <laughs> um like Norse Norse mythology like old timey a million consonant names to things. And silent J's. J and silent Bob's. Whenever they would cut to another land and it would show the what the land was called and it was always like Svartal Valtum or Valsparsalf. And I'm like, what? None of that is jiving with, none of that is landing. I will not remember that. And where are they? They all just uh, looked like Anaheim. And I was like, great, we're at Disney World, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Anaheim. It looks like shit now because of the Dark Elves. Heimdall alerts Thor that Foster has moved beyond his near all-seeing vision, leading Thor to Earth. When Thor finds Foster, she inadvertently releases an unearthly force and Thor returns with her to Asgard. Odin, recognizing the Aether, warns that the Aether will not only kill Foster, but that its return heralds a catastrophic prophecy. She also slaps him twice. She does, yeah. She does a two slapper. This is a real. I don't know. I get annoyed when there. It's it's definitely a man writing a movie move to have the women be slapping the men. Yeah, and then the she does it later to yeah. Loki, and like, and it's supposed to be a joke. Mm-hmm. Again, this is like, oh, ha, 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 ha. this is a stupid man joke, where it's like, oh, you think that like assault is fun like oh slapping like, someone i like for... her like yeah gross. <laughs> i like her because she slaps people That's also nice. yeah. the, the sound of the slap was like the most mm. canned slap sound ever it's like that <laughs> wow noise that you hear on like disney channel mm. the wilhelm scream of i think disney plus noise. just has disney plus just has like the same folly experts on all of this mm-hmm. they just do like also there was there was a stupid quote that was like, oh, when the, when, when the, when the cop like reached to arrest her and then like the ether blew him up or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's, it, they said something about like defending herself or something, but then they were like, no, it's, def- it's defending itself. Like the ether is oh, defending yeah. itself from yeah. the, the physical touch of a human police officer what's gonna make it what's gonna hurt the ether like that's so stupid other people have touched her she yeah. kissed Thor and I was like is the ether gonna go into him why doesn't it or what you know it's all dumb the whole it's thing- not something about sergeant deputy 
<laughs> Sheriff Sheriff Jones. Something about him. Sheriff. We don't know the British terminology for Yeah, the do they have British people have sheriffs? No, they're what are they called? <laughs> sheriffs are called American. Yeah, they're I'm thinking they're to they're twirling their nightsticks. They're called yeah. Billy Billy Boys. Patty, patty wagon. Um and they're what are they called? <laughs> like, um, they're called something stupid. That's what I know. Yeah, really dumb. Really dumb. Yeah. Billy hobby boys. horse? Is it a hobby horse? No. I'm the yeah. I'm the hobby horse of this town, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this town ain't big enough for two hobby horses. Um, I forget. I feel like there is a weird name for it. And what are uh, the people with, like, the furry hats that stand outside Buckingham Palace? We're getting off topic. Let's keep going so we can the finish this the goddamn movie. I think it's the royal guard. Um, <laughs> Malekith is, is awakened by the ether's release. You could have... <laughs> You could have put in a line in the beginning because who who cares? None of this makes sense. You could have put a line in the beginning where it's just like, and we will sleep until the ether awakens and it will awaken us. He, But he just wakes up because the ether goes into Natalie Portman. Yeah. And every scene with him lasts. And like the spaceship goes like bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. And it turns on. Powering on the elves. <laughs> But it's that, yeah, it's that, and also oh. every scene, whenever they cut back to him, like, on his ship, or them, like, planning a thing, the scene is legitimately 30 seconds long. Yeah. And that yeah. always felt jarring to me. We never spent any time with the Dark Elf guy, because well, there's no why, depth to it. Where did the elves come from? Where did his, like, when, okay, I know I'm skipping forward. I'm <laughs> the North Pole! <laughs> I, I'm jumping all over the place, but when they get, when they first, when they get into Asgard and the ship opens and a bunch of elves come out, where did they come from? Because it straight up says at the beginning that though the two head elf guys left and all of the rest of the elves died yeah. because they sacrificed them to save the ether or whatever the fuck. I don't know. They were yeah. like, we'll come back, but they sacrificed the entire, all the rest of the the elves so what where do the they worry? come from you know where what is the worry their their army can't be that big since yeah like you said there's only two of them yeah. and we have that guy with the with the with the horns who's like the mountain from game of thrones and he's yeah. like there with them too just... i'm like are they just doing your bidding man i just i heard that in a shakespeare play once he uses his squeezy stone and he turns into a rock man. Yeah, it's, the squeezy stone. It's comic book things. It's like a, it's like a grenade that ma turns into a black hole, and it's fascinating and improv. Oh, those, oh, those, those, those weapons were those weapons were the coolest things. That, those grenades <laughs> that they had that like crunched yeah. people yeah. into. It was kind of horrifying. It's yeah. just like this is a children's movie. This is mm -hmm. for children. Uh, but Malekith, awakened by the Aether's release, turns Algrim into a cursed. What the fuck does that? Oh, Algrim must be the other guy. An unsullied. <laughs> he turns him into a cursed and attacks Asgard. During the battle, Malekith and Algrim search for Foster, sensing that she contains the Aether. Thor's mother, Frigga, is killed protecting Foster, and Malekith and Algrim are forced to flee without Foster. So first kind of bigger action sequence, we get the elves attacking Asgard. Some cool little ship work, but it's all again kind of in for what? Yeah, yeah, Frigga, friggin', Frigga, friggin', dying for friggin' <laughs> mm -hmm. Foster. Um, I will say that when my time comes, I would like to have a Viking funeral. Yeah, yeah that is that, <laughs> that was, was cool. the coolest part but of the movie. Also, like, I felt like it was ten minutes long, and I was oh, like, yeah. why, why? And then there was like the the like lights that went up in the air and it's like okay that's like the lantern things this was so i don't know stupid. when when was this movie made 2012 2011 yeah, 2013 like 2013 everybody everybody was doing those like send the the balloons or the lanterns up into the air and then they kill a bunch of birds and shit yeah. but it was very much <laughs> of that 2010s like it did that at weddings a lot i think yeah, yeah. But like can't you figure something else out that's everyone had that idea on pinterest but yeah, not for funerals but that's yeah. true not for few well no it is no, it's like for it's, it's like yeah they're really a funeral tradition i feel like in mm -hmm. some sort of culture mm -hmm. if it's a funeral tradition in norse culture we're gonna feel like some real fucking dumbos 
Well, here's the thing. In Frozen, they do something kind of similar. Well, no, they don't. Tangled. Tangled. Oh, yeah, and Tangled. Yes. And Tangled. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Natalie's I, shaking her head like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> I just think it's really, like, particularly for me, what, what tickled me about the, the funeral scene is, yes, it goes on forever. And I think it goes on longer than Frigga has screen time in yeah. either of the first two Thor movies. Yeah, it's she's a cool character too for sure yeah and then there's of course, way it's more like, you can do with it of Complex. course you're gonna sacrifice the woman like yeah, the woman has to die that. so that the man can be sad and angry so that he can go finish the job be the yeah uh, be the cute. man hero also it never explained like how frigga made uh natalie portman a hologram like she's a witch. They kind of they established that in the last movie. She teaches oh, okay. Loki. She's the one who teaches Loki all the sort of witchcraft kind of got it. Spells. It gave stuff. me a lot of um, Queen Amidala vibes in this. Yes, I felt yeah. the same. I was like, <laughs> no. yeah. oh, I've seen Natalie Portman in this movie before with that also, outfit too. It's a last bold time move. you were in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin Skywalker was walking through the doors. Yes, like the, literally move. like the patio thing was the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also, I thought it was pretty, uh, I thought it was weird that um, Natalie Portman's character showed up to the funeral for the mom who straight up just tried to save her life. I was like, give the family some space a little bit. Like maybe mm -hmm. show up to the Shiva in a little bit, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need and then space. the. And and then the same with Loki, she's just there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, if you, if I was dating someone that directly caused the death of two of my family members, I don't want to see you anymore. Like, yeah. get, I don't want to, goodbye. This is um, a wee bit triggering. Also, we haven't talked about Loki at all. He's just straight up in the, in jail this whole time. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, they, he, uh, we're, we're the next sentence. We get into Loki. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's get uh, into you know Loki. What, before we dive into it, Maisie, how did you feel about Loki? Because Natalie, you don't you don't know this. Maisie, pretty controversially, hates Loki. Not mm. a fan of Loki, Tom Hiddleston in these movies. Now, is it is it the character Loki or is it is it the actor Tom Hiddleston? It's or is it's, it both? It's honestly, it's his eyebrows more than anything. <laughs> 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 It's mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. he looks so, Setting. like, clean and, like, mean clean. And, um, I mean, I, I, when I think of Loki, I think of, like, I've, I've mentioned this before, like, the uh, mischievous, like, playing tricks on people. Like, uh, I think I mentioned a few tricks that I wanted him to play, like putting Vaseline on the toilet seat, which I think is, like, the <laughs> ultimate prank. But like, he's just like, oh no, I'm going to betray you, but I'm not really going to betray you. Just you wait. But I am going to betray you, but I'm, I'm not, not going to betray you, but I am. But I'm dead, but yeah. I'm not. Um, <laughs> what was weird, yeah. okay, let's keep going because I have some things to say about Locarino. Loco, El Locarino. Despite been, Odin's Loco? orders. <laughs> this is me referencing Twilight. That's okay. Oh my god. Yeah, welcome to the pod, Natalie. Despite <laughs> Odin's orders to not leave Asgard, Thor reluctantly enlists the help of Loki, who knows of a secret portal to Svartalfheim, where they will use Foster to lure and confront Malekith away from Asgard. In return, Thor promises Loki vengeance on Malekith for killing their mother. With Volstag and Stiff stalling as guardian soldiers and Fandral assisting their escape, Thor, Loki, and Foster head to Svartalfheim. I do want to say one real quick thing. Uh, there is a recast in this. Uh, Fandral, the Robin Hood guy, is played by Zachary Levi in this movie of Chuck fame. And also he played Shazam in the movie Shazam. So he's... No. I'm thinking go ahead. Of, Please I'm thinking go of Shaq. ahead. I'm thinking of Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Kazam? Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> no, I you often am thinking of Kazam. <laughs> Wait, Maisie, you didn't see Shaq in this movie? Shaq. <laughs> oh, that's him. <laughs> Robin Shaq plays Shaq. Oh, God. Oh, I was going to say that's the only, it's the only, um, that's the only location that I liked because the word fart is in it. 
Fart, fart Helfheim. Yes. Yeah, it sounds. We need like to fart. go to. We need to go to the fart world. Thor, the fart world. Oh, it smells really bad here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also the part, like right before this, when Loki like shows uh Thor all the shape shifting, and he turns into Captain America for a second, and it's hysterical. Yeah, that was a funny little joke. That was we get a little. Yeah, a little cameo from Chris Evans in this. He did he did a pretty good job embodying the like the physicality of Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. And yeah. Loki. That that was yeah, that was nice. I did very like that. Very brief little fun little thing. It's a shame that it's sandwiched by an hour each of a shit ass movie. Um Yeah. That is the best part of this movie. The the all of those people would have died. There's no reason, as soon as the, the like, ah, I've got to tell you about treason or whatever. Who, who's treason? Mine. No, dead. The, the people who are like stalling, dead, right? Yeah. They're not going to wait. They never do. They never have before. <laughs> They're not going to wait to see, oh, let's see how this plan works out. And then if it goes well, no one will die. No, they didn't even go to jail. Thor, Thor comes back to Asgard at the end of the movie and is just like, all right, well, I defeated Malekith, so uh, where are my friends? And it's like, oh, we fucking killed we them. We fucking killed them. Yeah. For like just... We killed Heimdall. We killed Heimdall. What do you want us to do? Is he... Yeah. But, but they Shaq's didn't. still alive. But Shaq, Shaq is still alive. Shaq's still there. Shaq's still there. Shaq's sitting Shaq on the throne. Up. And he's just doing uh, gold bond commercials, that little, like, mm. yeah. Yeah, like they were shooting at Thor, right? They were shooting at him. They were trying to like blow him up. And you're telling me that they didn't just immediately slit the throats of every single one of those people that mm -hmm. was left behind? Bullshit. You're telling me yeah. Gimli and his axe weren't, it wasn't gutted the yeah. moment that the, all those Asgardian soldiers came upon him? Yeah. Bullshit. 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 This is a good time. This is a good time for me to call the ending. Uh, for uh, those who are just joining us, every movie I watch, I pause it halfway through and try to call the ending of the movie. And this is what I wrote. Even though it may look like Loki is killing Thor, Loki ends up helping Thor to destroy the bad guys by turning into Idris Elba or something. But it is all part <laughs> dot, dot, dot. But it is all part of the act. Which I gotta say. I feel like I picked up on some Loki stuff here, even though it's not accurate. Anyways. Yeah, no. <laughs> just the end of the movie is just Loki turning into Idris Elba. Idris Elba. <laughs> not Idris Elba in any character, just Idris Elba. Not Heimdall, yeah. Idris, no, no, no. actor Idris Elba in actor like a nice Actor Idris, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luther. Exactly. Uh, in Svartalfheim, Loki tricks Malekith into drawing the ether out of Foster, but Thor's attempt to destroy the exposed substance fails. So I remember when I saw this in theaters, I was actually surprised by the hand thing. I was like, I was like, oh, but it could have been that it was 10 years ago and I was a dumb bitch. But I was just like, oh, that's pretty clever. <laughs> you that's were a pretty... dumb bitch 10 years ago. I remain a dumb bitch. <laughs> But uh, they did a little trick, trickery. Hey, we're gonna trick them so that we can blow up the thing, and then it just flat out doesn't work. Because come on, you were told not to by Odin. Mm -hmm. Listen to Odin a little bit more in this movie. It would have made the movie a lot shorter, though. So I kind of would have liked it if it would have worked. <laughs> just blows it up. Credits. Roll credits. The end. Credits. You don't get any of that London shit. Any of that Greenwich. <laughs> And then, like, it's just a recurring joke that he only has one hand in the rest of the movies. He's just like, whoops, hey, man. Yeah. And then I, it, there were multiple times where they're like, Natalie Portman's character is not going to survive the energy that's coursing through her. Of course she's going to, but, like, she's not going to survive, <laughs> whatever. And then they pull it out, and she drops to the ground. But then the next shot you see is, like, her just standing like nothing happened like mm -hmm. no one runs over to her she doesn't have to be resuscitated it's just like oh i guess it got pulled out and she's totally fine she's fully a human like yes. she's standing on a in a dirt field with gods and dark elves and rock monster squeezy boys and <laughs> 
what is she, what is she gonna do? She's just like, all right, I uh, I have a PhD. I'm gonna, can I help? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to check on people. Great. Malekith <laughs> next. Moving <laughs> along. Malekith merges with the ether and leaves in his ship as Loki is fatally wounded while killing Algrim. I've never heard that name in my life. Who's Algrim? Algrim was the was the cursed guy, was the rock man with the mm. horns. Oh, 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 okay, cool. So he kills him with the little uh the bomb that causes a black hole. Do we wanna do do wanna Let's do... do a little mini little mini baby what is a black hole moment right here? Yeah, for sure. Uh so on the podcast, since I know a lot about Marvel and nothing about anything else, and Maisie is studying to become a doctor, we like to do a little segment which we call Is This Scientifically or Medically Possible? Physics edition. That little grenade, I don't really know how it works, but it somehow creates a black hole that like sucks things into it. And I think from what I know about black holes, it's like when a a star dies. I don't really know what that means, but like its gravity collapses on itself and it just starts to Mm -hmm. become like an inhaling, just something that inhales everything. Just like my ex-wife. Yes! There it is. Yeah! Nailed it. One per episode. Got her good. One per episode. This is kind of interesting. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to say it anyways. Like recently in NASA science and NASA news, they were able to like detect light behind a black hole, which is like interesting for reasons I'm not entirely sure of. But it's it's, uh, good news? Question mark? It's news. Well, what is that? What is that? What could that possibly mean? I guess does it mean like that that there's a that it's a that you go into a black hole, you can come out somewhere else, like sort of like wormholes, like we were talking about, or what's the? I think it like is the most literal meaning of there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, So like instead of it kind of depends on whether or not you see light as uh, like physical particles or if you see light as like. um, what's the other way people see it? It's like if it has wave-like properties or if the particles are just in a wavelength. So it doesn't mean that there's like two different, is it in two different places at one time or not? So this is wherein lies the end of my knowledge. And I don't want to go further into it because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Great. We love that. We love that for us. <laughs> Thor cradling Loki in his arms promises to tell their father of his sacrifice. I, okay, can I just say that with this death specifically, with this fake death specifically, and you're going to have to get used to Marvel's fake deaths because they keep fucking doing it. This one was dumb because they literally showed a scene of him turning into a soldier on the planet and then going back to tell his dad. So why do that? If you're going to, that takes all the weight out of the reveal in the end of the movie that he's still alive. Yeah. Like yeah. why yeah. why immediately showed that he was dumb to not yeah. Also it's he has a like... show named after himself. Mm-hmm. So he, motherfucker's not dead. <laughs> Unless like, it's we... in hell. Okay. <laughs> Loki takes place in hell. Actually <laughs> it's just not, not respectful to yeah. it's not respectful to the audience. That's what I think. Yeah. I think no. they're saying you're fucking dumb. So we're gonna hand feed you this because wouldn't, you're gonna not understand it if we don't do this wouldn't be the first time that marvel's done that i feel like we've discussed this mm-hmm. a little bit before with like the just stating the obvious but that's also maybe maybe we're all just smarty pants pants just like i can't i i'm i'm trying to get it in the thing but it's stuck it's just like you just showed it was stuck for five yeah. minutes you don't need yeah. to have someone stay a line about how it's stuck yeah, that annoyed me. Then continues to annoy me. This movie fucking sucks. Afterward, <laughs> Thor and Foster discover another portal in a nearby cave and reunite. And reunite in, yeah, Very convenient. Reunite in London with Lewis and Foster's mentor, Dr. Eric Selvig, who was briefly institutionalized due to the mental trauma he suffered during Loki's attack on Earth. So we get to see a buck-ass naked stellar skateboard. Stellan's skateboard is fully ass nude in this movie. We get the Stanley cameo where he's trying to talk about the convergence in a mental institution of some sort. And he's like, mm. hey, man, 
can I get my shoe back? It's Classic. Great. It, re it reminded me, I have two, two remind, this reminds me, Maisie, of other movies. Do you want to know what they are? Please, please. Can I guess? Yes, please guess. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No, but yes. Okay, <laughs> then I give up. That's my only guess. Uh, that can was I my guess? only guess. Can Go I guess? For it. Yeah. Is it Good Burger? It's Good Burger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come good on, Natalie. Burger. You're playing too high. You're aiming oh, too high Lord. with you're shooting too high with this one. Okay. All right. All right. Wait. Why Good Burger? Because there's I, like a there's a scene in Good Burger where they end up at a mental mental institution and everyone's yeah. dancing. Uh, yeah. And Ed wow. puts mu funky music on to get everybody dancing to distract the yeah. guards so that they can escape. Great but the movie, other, there's, by the there's way. another Good movie holds up. Bibbity, 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 bibbity. Okay. Um, there is also another movie that this reminded me of when they're picking Selvig up from the institution, and like the guard is like, one uh bottle of this, uh, the whole thing of pills. You guys seen Austin Powers when they Austin pick Powers, them up? Yeah. yeah, that yes. One pair of Italian leather like, boots, one, one penis in larger pump. <laughs> That's not mine, I swear. They should have given Dr. Eric Selvig a scene where he's like, that's not mine. Fetus and larger pump. I also wanted to point out the scene where he leaves the mental institution with a bag full of various medications. Uh -huh. And then he sees Darcy and Darcy's intern. Ian. See, Ian, see the birds go through the portal. And he's just like, well, I don't need all this medication anymore. And it's like, okay, well, I don't, well, I don't know about that, man. Yeah, I don't, I can't, just because you're right about one thing doesn't mean you don't need your medication. I think you as a- ran around naked at Stonehenge. You, there's- <laughs> Well, and later in the movie, he's in just his underwear working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which- it helps him think. Let me tell you, HR would not be happy about that. HR would also not be happy about the fact that he just friggin' tossed the meds in a trash can. Let's be real. You need to dispose <laughs> yeah. of those in a healthy and secure place, and you were just at a mental hospital. So maybe let's turn around and give those medications back to professionals, okay? But he's got a world to save with a bunch of, uh, with some rods that are taped together that, that, <laughs> that wind up like saving the, the fucking world. <laughs> that was like, uh, oh, we ran out, oh, we don't have any more budget, so uh, we can't afford a props master. So yeah. here's this thing two like PVC pipes, tape them together. <laughs> tape to an like umbrella. A, a, yeah, tape it to an umbrella and then tape a like a an old Walkman to the side. Yeah, That's what it looks like to me. They learn that Malekith plans to restore the Dark Elves to dominance by un unleashing the ether at the center of the convergence in Greenwich. How yeah, that convenient. was also dumb. Oh yeah, like when he took he the draws on the map, yeah. draws the map, and he's like, "Oh, the pyramids and Stonehenge and all these stupid bullshit things." And I was like, "But why <laughs> is it all on again? There's nine worlds. Why is the center of the convergence on Earth? That's so dumb. It's just convenient for the plot. But like, hello, not everything Absolutely. revolves around us. Okay. Also, they talk about the nine realms in this movie a lot, and then. I just spoiler alert, we never see any world except for Asgard and Earth. Yeah, only two. In I know. any of these movies moving forward. So they keep showing like there's the portal fight at the end where they're falling onto these different worlds. And it's like, wow, that's that seems kind of interesting. I wonder if we'll get to see more of the no, no, just no. It's just Earth and space. Also, like Greenwich feels so convenient. Like let's make mm -hmm. this let's put the convergence in like Mumbai or or like <laughs> I don't know, Mexico City or somewhere a little bit more like inconvenient for these oh, everyone's convergence mm -hmm. in England. He's yeah. two subway stops away from it. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I how do I get there? Take this train, three stops. Stupid. Mind the gap. You get a little and then you get a little again man writing the movie thing where she falls on him and she's like, Oh, oh, ooh. Yeah. Got that little oh. smirk yeah although and we and we talked about Maisie and I talked about this in the last Thor episode we we, we get it 
Yeah, he's we're, hot. We're both we're both like, oh, oh, that's so dumb. And oh, why do they do? But also, if I was standing in front of Chris Hemsworth, I would be like, I have a podcast. Oh, my God. I I love the idea, though, that you just like if you were in front of Chris the first and only thing you would say to him would be to plug your podcast. No, but I would not even that. I would say I have a podcast, and then I would be About too nervous, you. and then I'd walk away. And he'd be like, "I met a man who had a podcast today." <laughs> what is this cast I'm... of pod of which you speak? Oh my god! Uh, Thor battles Malekith through various portals and across multiple worlds until one portal separates them, leaving Malekith unopposed on Earth. Thor returns in time to help his mortal comrades. That's okay. <laughs> Some, I like that. <laughs> his mortal comrades use their scientific mortal equipment. Mortal comrades! <laughs> Finish him! Mortal comrade. That's just the... That was the Soviet era mortal combat. That was a bad joke. I'll delete that. <laughs> yeah. No, nope. You got to leave it in. Nope. Nope. You got to nope, leave it in. Nope. I'm going to delete it, but I'm going to leave in you saying leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> I'm going to, if you, if you delete it, I swear to God, I will find everywhere this podcast is published and I will write the transcript that you deleted of that joke. <laughs> Natalie, hey, didn't you just say you're super busy? And she's like, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. It is worth it. If you're talking about fucking with Tim, I'll take the time. Yay. Because I care. Makes me feel good. (laughs) Uh, Thor returns to help his mortal comrades use their scientific equipment to transport Malekith to Svartalheim, where he is crushed by his own damaged ship. This is terrible. This is stupid. (laughs) It's the worst because they don't even do anything where it's like, and this is, you know, screenwriting 101. You introduce something in the first act that they remember and they use to cleverly beat him in the third act. Thor just walks through the storm because he's strong in Thor and then throws the things at him and it's the movie is over. Which also, they never even explain what those fucking things are or the little the little box that they're like, there's a joystick on it and they yeah. turn it and then it she creates can a portal. make the portals appear with the- They don't poles. even have a name. Uh, yeah. There's not even a name for the technology, if I'm not mistaken. No, they, they do not. They don't call it anything. No. They're they just like, this is a the, fucking box. The portal sphere, spears. Could have called them that, but you mm-hmm. didn't. Something we just that was to funny. Cat Dennings running around being like, "Why well, can't help?" Oh yeah, and then Cat Dennings is intern Ian somehow gets like acquires super strength and saves her by lifting a damn car up. Did you see that? <laughs> that was that was a callback to the earlier thing with the kids where there was the truck that was like spinning in the air in the in the warehouse. Oh. There's like suddenly there's no gravity in this one particular place even though actually they also were like they were walking around the truck yeah they had their feet on the floor but there the truck wasn't it's so stupid but that was okay that in that exact moment just that car didn't have gravity and so he could throw it at the person and then they and then she was so yeah grateful that she was saved that they started making out well, yeah, that's that's the good thing that happened in that scene was that uh, he saved her life thanks to a random mm-hmm. happenstance and chance, and he is rewarded with mm-hmm. a woman. A right, exactly. Yeah, and 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 it is convenient that it is again. It's this character that's supposed to be this like strong female character, which is it is not. No, but like the idea that even this like strong female character needs saving. And by a man, and yep. then we'll, yeah, and then we'll like just be like, yeah, take me, baby. It's so fucking gross. 2013. We love that was the not that, that long ago. No, that, I know that exactly. Wasn't 10 years ago. It's gross. No, yeah, it's, it's, that's where we're at. That's, that I mean, was, uh... I mean, we, we watched like the original Iron Man, and the original Iron Man has so much fucking just gross, 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 gross in it. 
It it just it it's that thing where like if I'm rewatching a Marvel movie, I'm watching one of the later ones, and going back and watching these early ones, it's just like Jesus Christ, hire yeah. a fucking woman to at least oversee the script of these things. But don't worry, at- they'll do that by Captain Marvel fifteen movies from now. I was looking up some of the science for this movie and obviously there's a lot of suspense of disbelief or suspending your disbelief here about something that a lot of people online were upset about was the this idea of the conservation of momentum and how um, Mjolnir cannot like change directions with such ease that that it does <laughs> and it finds its way back to Thor. It was just, it's so funny that that, that people are willing to die on that cross. That this That's is about what they're idea. upset about. I His know. hammer doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, so that's, that's what we're arguing here. Okay, cool, have fun. They're like, the movie was otherwise excellent. But... Oh, otherwise pristine. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, esteemed podcast listeners of The Marvelous Miss Maisie. We lost about five minutes of audio, so we're jumping ahead a little bit in the Wikipedia article to when the Loki reveal happens at the end. Apologies, this will literally never happen again, I promise. As he leaves, Odin's form transforms into Loki, who is alive and impersonating Odin. (gasps) What? Dumb, 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 dumb. Uh, but so, uh, yeah. The po- the next scene, the post credit scene. I have some thoughts. Yeah, it was mm. okay. Uh, yeah, in a mid credit scene, Volstag and Sif visit the Collector. Yeah, yeah, played yeah. by Benicio del Toro and entrust the ether to his care, commenting that with the Tesseract already in Asgard, having two infinity stones so close together would be unwise as they leave the collector states his desire to acquire the other five stones. In a post-post-credit scene, Foster and Thor reunite on Earth while yeah, somewhere whatever. in London, a frost monster from Jotunheim accidentally transported to Earth during the final battle continues to run amok. Whatever. Uh, that post post credit scene sucked, but yeah, uh, thoughts and uh, on the collector, and also our first mention in the MCU of Infinity Stones. Um, is that related to Infinity Amazing. War? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. And then also, um, the, the the receptionist at this weird intergalactic pawn shop reminded me of the receptionist from Beetlejuice, who's like, do you know what I'm talking about? He's just like answering the phones and is a different color entirely. Anyways, um, I was like, why are we entrusting something so delicate to this guy who looks like he's gonna sell it on the corner of Hollywood at Boulevard to some <laughs> tourist who's like, yes, it is good for you to keep this here. I was like, I can't trust you further than I can throw you, Benicio. This anyway. was also the first time that we saw him, right? Yes, that was okay, a, that's what your I introduction thought. That, that's collector. what I thought, yeah. Oh, he I happens mean, again? <laughs> yeah, no, they, <laughs> it would be so funny if they just <laughs> put this scene in here and then nothing. And nothing, then you get nothing, nothing else. Nothing about it. They just hired Benicio Del Toro for like a 20 second scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love that back. idea. Uh, Maisie, okay, you well, will see Benicio del Toro in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Thank God. Yeah, he's we can't. A, I don't want to do. I don't want to do any spoilers. I don't want to do any spoilers for me. Yeah, no spoilers. Oh, nothing, that's weird. But, um, I've I, seen that movie and don't remember him in that movie. So <laughs> that's like what the one Marvel movie I've seen. Not in one Black of the Panther, two Marvel it. movies you've seen. <laughs> but great. I've got, that um, gives me warm fuzzies to know that he comes back as like a weird pawn shop owner. Yeah, like space <laughs> yeah, pawn shop owner. Yeah, the collector. I mean, I, I, I didn't mind. I like the little credit. I like the credit scenes. It yeah. does. They do usually make me want to watch like whatever the next movie is, and I do wish that they would have like you kind of got an idea of what was in there ish. But yeah. I wish they would have done like maybe more like a more close up pan of all the things in his collection, all the things in the collection, mm-hmm. because it's kind of like, what is this? Which then you you get to figure out later. But they do that in the I conjuring. Think it would have been a little more, 
or clear in the they do that in the conjuring yeah have you guys seen the conjuring they, they let you they, they no. let you they let you see uh benicio del toro's shop in the conjuring yeah benicio del toro really yeah, a crossover the collector yeah <laughs> no the, i mean like uh, the, two, really... the two ghost hunters just have like a collection of like things that the devil has possessed yes. and it's like it's ah, like okay yes sorry that was I should have mentioned that part. It's like it it foreshadows, <laughs> but there's also prequel stuff in there. It's like a nice little like Ripley's mm. Believe It or Not. I do like the post credit scene in this one. I think it's very funny that mm -hmm. it's the best scene in the movie. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're because like, oh, this is this this is guy's tonally, interesting. This is tonally correct and and interesting. Yeah, I want to see more of this character. I didn't watch the second one i didn't know there was a second one i didn't care about <laughs> thor in the no the well yeah that is true i didn't I know watched, there was a second thor in the no second. i watched the first thor mm -hmm. and then i watched the third thor third thor one? ragnarok yeah yeah Ra ragnarok i yeah. didn't even know a second one existed and yep. it turns out i it doesn't matter it didn't like nothing yeah. there were a few things i guess the mom dying and then the loki dying yeah that i guess was uh, that was information to me in the third one that i was like wait when did that happen but i didn't care <laughs> yeah because who mm -hmm. does care because who cares i meant i didn't know there was a second credit post credit scene scene post credit yeah. scene which of course there was but at yeah. that point it was in the wee hours of the morning and i just watched <laughs> a two-hour shitty movie yeah. i knew that there would be at least one and i watched one and i said okay bye bye did my thing yeah this was just the postcard is just thor comes back and kisses jane puke all right and and that's a great post credit scene to have because we do not see natalie portman again and won't until the new thor movie that comes out thor love and thunder releasing next year uh we won't see she's jane not Foster in that will come back Oh, she is, she in, is that. in that, but she is not in any of the movies from now until that. I used to think her name was Natalie Portmanteau, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. That's a different, that's a different, thing. Um, that's a different thing. All right. So I guess that was Thor the Dark World. Uh, I don't, I don't really feel like we're going to be revealing much information here, but Natalie and Maisie, final thoughts. <laughs> Overall um, thoughts on this Thor one two. can go to hell. I'm sick of this one. What? <laughs> what? I, this? I, we can put this in the Marvel. Uh, in the what's the thing that Disney does? The Marvel. The uh, Disney the vault. vault. Yeah, the put vault. this movie in the Disney vault. In the in the flavor graveyard. To <laughs> yeah, that's the flavor a, graveyard. That's perfect. Yeah, that's Along a best Jerry's Bo, reference. Bovinity divinity or whatever that one flavor is. Yeah, this yeah. movie is bad. It's definitely, it's the, like I said earlier, it's the lowest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes at 66%. The budget for it was 150 to $170 million, but, and it made $644.8 million Jeez, in the box office. That's wow. upsetting. All these things are huge hits. All these things doesn't <laughs> matter because, I mean, I saw this in theaters and I saw this in theaters because I was like, well, I want to know what happens to the next one. And uh, they really do trick you with that with a couple of these real ass movies. Yeah. Two of my comments on my notes here that I don't, I have no context for because I didn't put them with the Wikipedia outline is, these are the two notes I have. The first one is, give it here, Malfoy. Don't know what that's in reference to. And then the second is, can you hear me now? Good. And I think that's in reference to the cell phone call between mm -hmm. the the that one boyfriend guy and yeah, Natalie I, Portmanteau. I, think if, I do think the movie would have been better if instead of Chris O'Dowd, it was the Verizon guy. Yeah. <laughs> Great plug. Way Great plug. Synergy, okay? Product placement. Yeah. Synergy. Let's do we're, it, people. We're trying to get it done. And now he freaking works for least, Sprint. At least then I would have been like, oh, that's why they made this movie. Yeah. To sell cell phones uh yeah uh, uh comic book fans were not that big a fan of this movie a lot of the main complaint came from the fact that mm, malekith the accursed is a pretty not popular... short oh <laughs> is not a tiny man uh but malekith the accursed is a pretty big thor villain in the comics and he was just 
just turned into the most generic, just nothing, nothing going on. And Christopher Eccleston, he's a good actor and they give him lines that aren't in English. And he has like two lines in the movie that where he speaks English and it's just the, you cannot defeat me, I am strong and blah. Whatever, what's next? What's the next movie on the list? Next film on the list, uh, like, we, we went through three straight movies where you really liked them. Captain America, the first Avenger, the Avengers, and then Iron Man 3. And yeah. then pretty big dip on Thor 2. But the next yeah. movie I think you'll really like because it's one of my favorites in the MCU. We are going to be watching Captain America, the Winter Soldier. It is okay. the sequel to Captain America. It is a follow-up post-Avengers You'll see Chris Evans. You'll see Samuel L. Jackson, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, so it's a present close. time. Present Captain time, America. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, from from now until forever. And we also have uh, have the MCU debut of Robert Redford in the, in the next movie, which was a pretty big get. I remember when they cast Robert Redford in Captain America. I was like, oh, they're actually get they're they're getting some people. I know Anthony Hopkins will do whatever the fuck, but. Robert fucking Redford. I don't know. Yeah. And that's a real that's a, but that's a really good one. I really enjoy it. And hopefully we can recover from how bad this one was. Great. Natalie, thank uh -huh. you so much for joining us on this podcast. I thank apologize. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I also apologize. Thank you and I'm sorry. <laughs> I accept your apology and uh thank you for having me. Uh, if you are in Burlington, please go to the Vermont Comedy Club. Uh you can see all their shows at uh on vtcomedy.com they just reopened please support them they're the best it's amazing natalie do you have any other plugs outside that that you would like to add uh no i mean i i do have my own podcast but we're on a hiatus because we did just uh reopen the club but there's a backlog if you feel like checking it out it's called settlers mm -hmm. uh it's with me and Lori goldman it's a great podcast in i have a, i, I did fun. a I did an episode of that podcast, so that is true. You did, and we I won't did. get uh, we we won't say we won't spoil it no as to whether spoilers. We let, whether we let Tim into our utopian society or not. No spoilers, but I think if you know me at all, you know that the answer is no. Okay, uh <laughs> and and just for the fun listeners at home, I I this is my only podcast, so I don't have anything to plug because it's the only one I've ever been on. Okay, thank you. Uh, we'd like to plug the MCAT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the MCAT is hard and the MCAT's important. I'd like to you... plug Maisie to any doctors trying to decide mm -hmm. whether people should be let into medical school. Thank um, you. Thank you, too. Uh, but thank you so much. We'll be back next week with Captain America, The Winter Soldier. This movie sucked ass. <laughs> uh, goodbye, I Toodaloo. guess. Bye. The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod, and if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624, and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.